Welcome to the Sales Management Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Bray. No long intros, no long ads. Let's get started. Well, he's back. Brian Lally, you're sticking around for a short podcast. We came up with a different topic. We're going to rip on it right now. Should SDRs report to sales or marketing? And I thought this was interesting because Ryan had mentioned to me earlier that his his views on this have somewhat shifted and, and been better informed after having observed a lot of different organizations with different reporting structures. So I wanted to hear what he had to say and see if this might help add some context to any decisions that you're trying to make out there. So Ryan, what do you think? Well, after running an agency for four years now, my opinion has changed. I want to say that opinion has changed based solely on fact. And the fact is marketing has the data. They have uh, the domain expertise. They, I think, in terms of structure and information and getting information out, distribution and systems, marketing is much more uh, organized than most sales teams. And because of that, especially in a startup environment, if you are a BDR, SDR, I would prefer if I was coming to a company, a new company today, I want to be under marketing. Fascinating. What what role in marketing or what roles are driving that and really making it successful? Because I know marketing is one of those departments that has yeah. tons of different roles potentially. Yeah. Uh, the demand generation role, the person who has that, that title, who's just responsible for all things demand gen, and outbound BDR is a lane or a, a one pipe, you know, that they're, they're leveraging. Uh, I work directly with these people. So when, we, when I bring on a new client here and I work and marketing says, hey, outbound is handled in marketing. It's handled by, you know, Julie Smith. She runs demand generation. That ends up being my partner and the person I established the SLA with. Um, marketing operations is like 1B. Um, because that person's like process workflows. When someone books a meeting, here's what happens, events, triggers, data goes on and on. That's interesting because it seems like sales operations is more focused on what happened, whereas marketing operations is more focused on what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then demand gen is obviously very, very data driven. They understand the market, they know who the, the companies are. Yeah. What else is going on there day to day? that just rubs off on the BDR team? Uh, what goes on day to day? Well, I, I think it's, it's, I get, I don't, it's not speed to lead, but it's kind of like an interesting parallel, like speed to lead. I think of like speed to data. Like if, when I'm a, I'm a BDR, whether you hire me as a outside third-party consultant or an outside an outsourced firm, it doesn't matter. My role is to make phone calls, write emails and book appointments for you. The faster you can get me a target list of who you want us to call into or not even the people you want us to call, just which companies in Salesforce have you carved off for my team to work on, for sales longevity to focus on, for my team to work on. Nine times out of 10 marketing, speed to data, we'll call it, wins. They always get me this information the fastest because they are the ones who mostly manage it, look at it, massage it, clean it, whatever you want to call it. I say that to a new incoming or an incoming CRO, a VP of sales, even a sales director, and it takes like a week. I'm like, how do you not know who you want us to call? Is it because you don't understand your addressable market? Is it, are, are you unsure at this point? I get on 
many conversations with heads heads of sales who don't know what their TAM is. It's shocking. Wow. It's true. Yeah, it, it, it happens. Marketing always knows it or they think they do, but they have something they can hand me. And that helps accelerate our ramp time and it decreases the times of productivity. We're productive much faster for them. Um, I don't want to get too off topic, but that's kind no, of I think that's, that's what I'm seeing, man. That's really interesting. And it seems like sales would, if, if sales has an urgent issue, it's around deals and pipeline. It's not around some yeah. ask for the BDR team to develop pipeline for next quarter. <laughs> I should have just said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounded way better. Um, that's exactly it. Uh, marketing seems to have all the time in the world, don't they? They've got more. Yeah. Yeah. Time is on their side. Time is on their side. And I, I think that's a good thing. I think that the, the urgency piece, freak out mode, I, I always tell sales teams, I say, look, do you want to be in freak out mode next quarter? And a lot of times it's because a few things happen. A, the managers are jumping in every deal and trying to super close for the reps. Well, good salespeople don't like that. Bad no. salespeople love it. They're like, oh yeah, my boss closes deals for me. It's awesome. And yeah. then the company's spending two and a half times as much money per deal as they thought that they were because they've got two people doing it. And one of them is the, the manager who's also neglecting all the other salespeople while they're doing it. So how do you think the, the great person that's trying to get better is feeling if the, the manager's over there helping junior Johnny close the deal while the, yeah. the, the best salesperson's deal stuck in deal desk and nobody's shaking them down trying to get it through. Yeah. Yeah. I, that just kind of like prompted something in my head. Uh, I'm not sure if you've done an episode on this, but if you haven't, uh, get a sales engineer on on your podcast. Oh yeah, and, I mean they're the best. It, like because they're like um, they tell you like what's good and bad about sales and marketing because they're like a neutral party. They're just their their job is to basically close the deals for the salespeople, uh, especially if it's like a high technical uh, sale. But I love talking to SEs like on the side, like hey man, what's going on with sales and marketing? They don't get along. They're at each other's throats. Here's the reason why our our use cases are old. Like whatever. Like our white papers are stale. I like SEs. I really do. Um, they're just like technical salespeople, but I, I think they're great. I think they're they're especially great when they get some better demo skills around talk time and pain discovery. Those are yeah. the best SEs. If you've got an SE that can ask really good questions and yeah. they can continue pain discovery instead of just showing the demo, oh man, they're so good. Yeah, it's that is exactly it, man. I. I've seen both where I've this, I've, I've was the one who did like the six or seven intro slides. And then the SE would just bring up the product and just take them through like a product tour. Yeah. Um, saying like, Hey, like, how would you apply this specific component to your day to day? I know in, in situations like that, I asked the question, I say, well, why don't you just bring somebody from marketing and have them play, uh, press play on a video? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, cause like the good SEs too, man, they, 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 they build like a deeper level of trust. Yeah, between like the the actual buyer or even just like the super user, you know, like I, they go a long way. So I like yeah, SEs. they know that they know the use case super deep. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So farming SEs for insight around yeah. the health of the sales team, health the marketing team. Yeah, I don't know what I think about three sixty reviews. I've got mixed feelings. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't do them great, but there's, there's a lot of value there. There's definitely insight and value. And I think from a sales engineer's perspective, that's a, that's a good place to, to source it anyways. Yeah, for sure. So then if, if the sales development folks are reporting marketing, 
and the career path is to sales. How do you account for that jump that they're going to have to make? I mean, some of the best BDRs, SDRs and salespeople I know are really good marketers. Yeah. Um, I could have never gotten sales longevity to where it is today without marketing. And it goes beyond just posting stuff on LinkedIn, like writing long form content. It was the podcast that helped. Um, it was the Canva generated images that I created as advertisements. It was me boosting posts on LinkedIn. It was writing effective outbound email messages that are basically marketing blasts, marketing campaigns. That's what they were called back in the day when I was coming up. That's exactly what they still are. Um, whether they're solicited, unsolicited, opted in or not, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's an outbound message. And Isn't it funny how the department owning something, the only variable is if somebody opted into it or not? I know. Sales doesn't, I, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, listen, marketing spams people all the time. You know that. They're not, they're yeah, buying. Of course. Been right. You know, oh, we got this list from a trade show. That's not opt-in. You know, we bought this list from XYZ database. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's not opt-in. You're still blasting people. They didn't ask for it. And marketing is just as guilty. But those yeah. are marketing skills, right? Those are marketing skills. And then again, that, that transfer of marketing skills, you have to have it when you become an AE because you have to be self-sufficient or you won't make it. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter what kind, what, where you are. You know, Gartner might be the exception, you know, like big brand uh, recognition. You've got some install accounts. You can go up, sell your install base. You can work with the liaison in the field, but it's not... Most of us who go with these enterprise AE roles, these series B, series C companies, or even just mid-market AE roles, we have to prospect. We have to yeah. have a market. And the um, minute your calendar's full and the minute your colleagues' calendars are full, they're going to hire more people, make territory smaller. The first movers, the early adopters are gone yep. and it's going to get harder and yeah. prospecting is going to be required. Yeah. You wrote a really good, it was an article, blog, it was like a post about this like a month and a half ago that I saw that you put on, on LinkedIn exactly on that, that topic. And it's, it's, it's very accurate. Yeah. Once you, once you sell to all these easy accounts, Oh, it's so easy. People want our product. Okay, great. Yeah. What happens after those people buy? Yeah. There's the next wave. Okay. When's that, when's that wave slow down? And then when does leadership decide to triple the size of the sales team and your territory is no longer the same? That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was an AE there there were no AMs or customer success to pass these deals over to. You closed a deal, they were your customer. You serviced the customer. If they needed to buy more stuff, they bought it from you, not from an AM or yeah. someone in customer success. It was you. So you like truly, it was like, a, it was real territory development. You're really building a business. That's territory development to me. Building Very a patch, good. running it like a franchise, not, oh yeah, congratulations, welcome to XYZ company. Now I'm going to kick you over to customer success. Enjoy your it. Don't churn. All right. Well, this has been our shortest episode to date with guest, but I wanted to tag it on to our, our prior conversation to make sure we can cover it. Sales, Ryan's perspective is report to marketing, better enablement, faster enablement, and better skill development. So those folks that are going to be in a, in a sales role, in addition to closing deals, they can also become better marketers, better prospects, prospectors, fill their pipeline, rock and roll. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Corey. Take care. This has been the Sales Management Podcast. If you want to check out free version of Coach CRM, go to coachcrm.com. I'll see you next time.